Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to Fem Nation. I have an amazing guest today. In fact, so amazing. I was already starting to digress on the conversation before we were recording, but I really want to thank you, Kim Woods, for coming on today as an intuitive business strategist who really already has a sense of so much that's going on. So I'm excited to dive into this. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, White Dove. This is excellent. And you're right. We've already had a whole conversation before we've... I know. I was like, hold on. What? <laughs> we, let's get this. Let's jam. So I'm excited to really hear your story as a, a woman entrepreneur, but also to, you know, what, what you're passionate about and why this is, you know, such a moment in time and why our worlds collided now, you know, nothing escapes me as far as the timing, uh, truly, but where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Well, this is really interesting is that I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I was getting my MBA at Babson College, which is in the Boston area. And I went into the entrepreneurial um, program because it's number one in the nation, really. But honestly, I remember having a conversation with my dad way back when in the middle of the program. And he asked me, are you going to start your own business? And I said, no, I was working at Oracle. I had a fabulous career. I figured I could be there for a really long time. And then, of course, the universe conspired to immediately when the words came out of my mouth, I can remember that moment. But, you know, when things happen, you remember that moment in time and time stood still. And I thought, this is a lie. I'm actually going to start a business. I can't imagine what that means. So, oh. I mean, right? So, <laughs> right. So, I, right. So, the universe was like slapping me around even then. And, um, and so I, I did, I started a business. My son was born, he's now 21 and he had major issues and I was working at Oracle. I had a very good job there and I just couldn't figure out how to navigate dealing with him, with his issues and dealing with a very high powered career. So I did what most mothers do in that circumstance and we stopped the career and then, right. and then we start, you know, dealing with, with issues or even, even child rearing in general. But his issues were so significant. He was on the autism spectrum and, mm-hmm. um, you know, would have been functioning, but I don't know how functioning he would have been. And I, that was unacceptable to me. So I had a very strategic, very consulting oriented background. And so I treated it. This sounds kind of terrible, White Dove, but I treated it like a consulting project. Like, what is the mm-hmm. result that we want? We want him to have a typical life. Yes. So what, what will it take to do that? Well, what I found was that Western medicine is phenomenal, but it was the shortcomings were many in this case. And so I looked at Eastern practices and again, universe conspires, right? So I end up pursuing all these, what I would have then termed like little crazy woo woo things, you know, brought in some things like, you know, acupuncture, which is relatively mainstream now and, you know, yoga and whatnot. But we did the full on go to the shamans, do the, do the, like we did everything. And what I found was that it was wildly effective. 
And so, right. So, so the combining these two, these two methodologies got us the results. We literally got him off that spectrum. He has a very typical life. He's a junior in college, has tons of friends. He can, you know, he's athletic. He has a sense of humor, all the things the doctor said that he wouldn't be able to do. He can do them all. Oh my gosh. Which Eastern medicine is hands down amazing. And because we have a we have a personal experience with one of our kids that we brought in uh, true Chinese acupuncture for a kidney diagnosis, and I did not ever negate the Western medicine side of it because I wasn't gonna you know it's not an either or. I was like, where's the balance for what he needs? And I'll tell you what, I have a story on that as well. I don't I mean I don't want to digress into that today, but I have a story there as well that I unequivocally can say that the real, the, the little pieces of woo, I had to embrace them myself and just be like, okay, cause I can't see. It's not like a broken bone or something that's gushing blood somewhere that you go in, you get stitched, get fixed. And that's what works. And that's, that's the only concept I had, but then it was just like, stay the course. Let's continue with this. Stay the course. Let's continue with this. And I was like, son of a gun. I see it, but I had to walk in faith a little bit with it as well and trust the process, which was new to me. Right. And, and, and for me, I, I'm so glad you, you, you're going right where I would have wanted you to go. Why is that? Is that yay? Right. So is that I had to trust myself. Like I honestly, this hadn't been done. I would go to, you know, whether it was a therapist and for speech or cause he had esophageal issues. And, and there's a lot of things that go in hand in hand with this and regulatory things. So we were doing OT very traditional, but I would go into those conversations, bringing my knowledge that I would have just gotten from the shaman or the acupuncturist or yes. the shiatsu person. I mean, we did a lot of things. We did things with tuning forks. We did a really lot of things. Um, he had a great appetite for therapy, which was wonderful. Um, but I was the conduit between those two worlds. And of course, I mean, we did this for eight years until we saw the absolute results and so the trust that I had to have in my intuition, in my knowing, in my in my belief in that faith that this will work, you know, we didn't we didn't skew and like, you know, kind of skim around. We we stuck to a path. We did a lot of different things, but we did them consistently, we did them faithfully. And they yes. worked. So how did you navigate an entrepreneurial world around all this? Because it, it sounds to me like it really ties in. It does. So it was, it was two, two processes. So the first process was this was expensive. So I need to have money and I needed to have flexibility. And so what do you do in that case? A crazy person starts a business, right? <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> Which also takes money and time. Right. But but it was fine because sweat equity, right? Sweat equity I had, right. I, had, I had enough of, right? So, and I did it in, in a very traditional business strategy. I knew business strategy. You know, I had contacts in the world. It was the quickest start, start that we could do. But I will tell you, you know, that business was wildly successful um, and it lived for, I don't know, like 15 years or so. But at the same time, there was a parallel universe going on in my world. I was doing hmm. all these things, opening up all this intuitive, like Eastern practices, ancient wisdom, and it was did not leave me untouched. While I was serving my clients in a very traditional way, we did try, you know, coming up with like maybe peeking into holism a little bit or, you know, peeking in and my clients would say, keep the woo at home. 
right? Right? And fair enough, right? right? Fair enough. I didn't sell that to them, so that was fine. But honestly, I was bringing myself into it. So I would bring this beautiful energy in and I would bring this, you know, the open heart in and I would bring a lot of um, the personal side of people's lives with the business side. So I did a little tiny bit, but then again, universe conspires and I just couldn't, I'm going to do a double negative. I couldn't not do intuition being front facing. Well, and the the thing too, is that your energy, whether it's front facing or not, is also what's bringing about solutions to your clients, whether they recognize it or not. And it's plants a seed though, even those as clients that wanted, that were looking for the traditional aspect of what they're working with you on, but it's still planted a seed for them and still helped them based on who you were uh, open and willing to grow and be on your end as well. Right. Exactly. Wouldn't you say? hundred percent. So the clients were getting results when they didn't really realize what the magic secret sauce was, you know, and everybody would say to me, oh, we feel so much better when you're here or, you know, you just exude calm or, you know, or joy or whatever it was or harmony. If there was discord, you know, business strategy incorporates leadership, which incorporates a lot of things along the, the personal, you know, that, but people, perspective. So, um, so, so I was, I was moving much more closer, you know, much closer to it than I, than I think I was aware of. Um, but I know you've asked past guests, like how, how, like, how did, how long did it take you or what did it take you to step into your gifts? Oh, it was a lot, right? I mean, it was, it was all, but I mean, I talk about it as coming out of the spiritual closet because think about this white dove, you walk into a a networking event, or you walk into a business venue, or walk into a stage as a business strategist. People lean in; they want to talk to you. What does she have to say to me that could help me? You walk in as an intuitive, and they lean away. She's a little crazy. What's going on? I mean, it's now now much less than even a few years ago. But trading in that cachet and that street cred for now, I'm going to be intuitive front facing and I do astrology and we talk about energy and we do healing and all the things. It took me a hot minute to do that. What would you say was probably um, the opportunity for you to fully own that powerful role and accept it and understand that people will move away, but that's okay. But you still showed up powerfully in that space. What was it? I I couldn't, it was my passion. It was just, I mean, I just, I was, I got terribly bored doing things in the traditional fashion. And so the only thing that was giving me energy, the only thing that I could really say yes to with any sort of enthusiasm was involved intuition. So I actually closed the other business and opened up this business because I wanted it to be a clean start, you know, a fresh look. The branding was totally different and it's intuition all day long. We have stars on our website. We we talk about astrology. We do all the things. And I will tell you, White Dove, it was probably end. It was the beginning of 2020 that the marketplace, at least for me, opened up. Sure. And it was then it became you know valued. So so we could turn that around and say that's when I truly valued that intuitive gift in the same way as my business experience. And it's been the growth has been astronomical. So, but also. The beginning of 2020 was a shift in time. It was as well. Yep. And 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 you were primed 
ahead of that, uh, intuitively knowing that you were moving in that direction, you, it was again, part of that parallel world that was shifting you in the proper place to be where you needed to be at the right period of time for the universal shift to take place and open that door for you. Absolutely. Because I had been doing it for a handful of years before that, but it was quote unquote small, you know, it was referral based. It was, it was, I, I wasn't dipping my toe in. I was, I was all in, but the marketplace wasn't quite all in. So, sure. you know, I called it the summer of fast fails. I had the summer of fast fails in 2019. You know, yes. anything I did just didn't generate anything. I just, but I just wouldn't stop. This was too much of who I am to stop it. Did you feel like uh, that summer of fast fails was kind of a refinement period for you to just be like, it's not a no, it's just shift, 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 shift a little bit, just, just to find where that keyhole was for you, right? Where that spot was that you're like, aha, there it is. Absolutely. What I realized, this was not an awesome awareness. What I realized I was still willing to hide. Mm. I was still willing to undervalue the intuitive piece. I was still willing to, to, um, you know, put business more front facing. And that's what the adjustment, the adjustment kept pushing the business piece to be equal to that intuitive piece until the intuitive piece became actually stronger. Willing to hide. That's something I want to touch on because that is a a great way to phrase that because I guarantee listeners will resonate with that because there are so many times we as women entrepreneurs are willing to hide how powerful we actually can be to the betterment and the, the good of progression right? So we are willing to step back and allow ourselves the opportunity to hide a little bit. I'm guilty of that myself. So that willingness to hide, how did you combat that? If there was something that was, that comes to mind to say, you know what, I'm no longer willing to hide my gifts, my powerful contribution. What was it? They're twofold. One is if, if you have a meditative bent, I asked in meditation every single morning, how am I hiding? And I, it would be revealed. It just kept being revealed. If you don't have that meditation, you know, opening right now, you can do it through affirmations. You definitely, you know, you can pin on, on the mirror, you know, you can say I am visible, you know, I, I stand in my power. I shine my light. I, I exude my brilliance. I claim my gifts. I mean, any one of those statements will really help you align with the flow that the universe wants to bring to you. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. you will seek, you will find opportunities coming that will enable you not to hide. Were there times prior to that? Uh, and this is kind of a question because I, I dealt with this myself. Were there times prior to that where people would be like, you, you have a powerful presence. You'd be like, what? Mm, me? You know, it, to where it was still that awakening period timeframe that it was felt by others that were in tune to some degree, but yet at the same time, you hadn't quite embraced it yet. Was there ever a period of time for that? Oh, absolutely. Probably, probably when my son was younger and we were really in the throes of building a business. I mean, and everybody on this podcast will know what that means, right? Yes. And that business is an infancy. It's just, it's just taking so much out of you. Well, I've always had an astrologer. I've always had a psychic. They were actually on the board of our company as well. And um, I would, I would hear things from them that would talk about my intuitive gifts that I hadn't quite, I hadn't quite believed at that point yet. Mm. So that's, I mean, that's what we do, you know, so we help with business strategy, of course, and we help you, you know, create impact, really aligning with your own true life purpose and your passion and your potential, because everybody's unique. That's our, that's our secret. Like that's what drives us, but also we help develop your intuition as well, because every single person is intuitive. 
And that's what I wanted to ask you too. So coming from business background, strategy background, traditional uh, growth, you know, business growth background, what do you do to help people then on this side of it? Because obviously it's for business growth to some degree. So what is it that you bring to the table and help them overcome? Or what is it they're not seeing? Yeah. So, I mean, when I say everybody's intuitive, people kind of say really, literally every single person is intuitive bar none. Mm -hmm. And so we all have a flavor of it. We have a, we have a type of it. And I think that that's the biggest um, misnomer in the marketplace or in life in general is that intuition has to look the same. It doesn't, you you can develop your intuition differently than we can, than I can, or that I did. And so we help people. We have these three pillars of intuition and for business owners out there and anybody in marketing and sales, you know, you know, the no like trust factor, you know, how customers need to know, like, and trust you. We've turned it inside out and we say, you need to know, like, and trust yourself. Interesting. Right. Interesting. So pausing there for a moment, just going into the knowing you can make better decisions that liking, you can feel that energy and look at the power. So that helps you with relationships and leadership and that trusting that is, that is really the big thing, white dove, because that is, that is going to help you receive support. It's going to help you receive abundance. It's going to help you receive opportunity. Um, And so we've come up with the pillars of intuition because we do everything combining that beautiful traditional way of doing things with that, that new intuitive kind of amorphous way. Think about what I do with my son. It's exactly the same formula, just different components. And all great leaders know who they are. They have a good, good foundational basis of who they are and are solid in that. But these pillars are the things that they actually had to reflect on themselves, whether they realized it or not, whether they got to, I mean, you could shortcut it with your way, obviously your methodology for sure. I can see the benefit of that. But if you think of any great leaders that are out there that, that run either big businesses or, or big, uh, organizations of any, any, any type, they're very, very solid. If you see a, a powerful person, chances are they know who they are. The chances are at some level, somewhere they had to, un- they have to understand that, that, that power that they, that, that they hold or the people's lives that are in some form of control of theirs, whether it's employees, contractors, citizens. I mean, it could be it so many different things, but that is a powerful position that ought not to, and should not be misused because it could be, and some do misuse it. Some don't misuse it and use it for good. And so that's a piece though. I think I feel is very foundationally uh, understood when people rise to a level of leadership, whether in a small business or in a, you know, world leadership somewhere, they encapsulate and understand what that actually means to be standing in that position. And they're not hiding in a corner anymore. They're not. And they've achieved that stature, if you will. It's coming up to that point, you know, that constantly choosing you, recognizing what your gifts are, you know, making sure that you're satisfying yourself, making sure that you're that you're following your own voice and your own your own method to doing something. Because how many times have people taken a course or or followed somebody else's method? And that those people aren't doing anything wrong. They're just saying, this worked for me. I can impart my my expertise with you. Wonderful. And then it doesn't work. Right. Because it just doesn't fit. So, you know, that internal look, that internal compass, if you will, is really the difference between satisfying success. We could say empty success. It depends on what your success definition is 
or not achieve, not achieving your goals. That's a, how interesting. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, it fascinates me because, and this is one of the coolest things about being connected to amazing women such as yourself is because I hear, and I get to see perspectives. I was just like, that makes complete sense. That totally lines up. I just had not heard it that way or seen it that way, but I, there's, it totally is. It is that way. You you know what I'm saying? It's Mm -hmm. a fascinating moment to be able to hear someone's genius and the fact that you did step into your, your rightful power to be able to bring this conversation to the world, this change to the world, this help to your clients. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, um, I am so lucky. I get to do this every single day with so many people. I love it. I just seriously am truly blessed. Well, how do you define success? I define success as, okay, this is going to be different. It's power, magic, and creativity. Mm, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about those. Because for me, if like magic, there's like a whimsy there, there's an enchantment there, there's a charm there, there's, but there's a little bit of unknown. There's a little bit of uncertainty. I thrive on that. I really, really love that because that's where all growth happens. So I'm in love with that power. I love because, because there is such beautiful universal power. There's such loving power, you know, this power of the collective, this power of the feminine, this power of the masculine. So, and we can talk about that in that most healthy form, but we can also talk about it. It's not always healthy. Right. And, and we want to face that and we want to have the, the confidence to face that. And so, you know, we're healers. So, so I have a team, that's why I keep saying we, Um, and so we, we heal that's part of it. So you come to us and of course, we're going to do your business methodology and what have you, but we're also going to be doing some healing for you because you've had blocks. You're really intelligent. If you could have overcome your blocks, you would have done it. So, right. Right. hundred percent. And then creativity. Oh my gosh, that's everything, right? It's original. Mm. It's, it's, it's a little chaotic. It's, it's always giving something. It's always asking something of you. And I, I just, I thrive on that. I just truly love it. I have to make sure on my creative aspect that I just don't rabbit hole myself in creativity because I love, love, love just opening doors. Right. And my creativity opens doors for me. And then I'm like, but I can see the door that this can open for someone else over here too, you know? And so, and then I'm just like, all right, wait to come, come back to center, (laughs) you know, and use it there. Yeah. So I'm really lucky because, because I'm a strategist. So I will recognize whether it does fit on a timeline or if it fits in, in the overall arc of the, you know, whatever it is, the enterprise, what have you. Um, And I've been doing this for a really long time. I didn't know it, but when I was at Oracle back in the day, apparently when I would walk into the room and we'd first start talking, the system that I was working with was very much a dashboard for CEOs. So I was already doing strategy and I was already quote unquote, downloading business models for them because I'd always come up with something that was new or original. So you know, you asked me like, well, what about gifts? Did you not recognize them? No, I didn't recognize that until it was way in the rear room mirror. And I thought, I thought, oh, I've been doing this for years. I didn't know it. Because <laughs> we just do, right? Just I mean, it, we're right? just like, yes, yes. And yes, carry on. Doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that's something too. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't have to be everyone, but they'll wake up and see it at some point in time. I, I do believe that that's the case too. Tell me about astrology. We mentioned that in our, our um, pre, pre-recording conversation we started going down the rabbit hole with. So just tell me about that. Yeah. So I was brought up Catholic, 
right? And, and, and we were talking pre too, talking about intuition and how when you're younger, you get shut down. You just do because mm-hmm. adults don't understand and that's okay. So we've all, you know, stopped using our intuition. We all came here with intuition. But for me, being brought up Catholic, there's a strictness with the Catholicism, you know, and that's okay. My mother was fiercely Catholic. So we went all the time and what have you, but she believed in astrology, right? So I know, look at your jaw just dropped, right? <laughs> Well, the, the reason I say is because, I mean, even, even in the concept of creation, you know, let's take it, take it from to that, that side of it for a minute, even in the concept of creation, would not the stars be created? Absolutely. Specifically. I mean, would it not be? Absolutely. So, so even not going there, what she had read at some point while she was growing up was that the original popes either were astrologers or had astrologers. Yes, 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 so, yes. So that, so that, so that was, it, it was deemed acceptable. I am forever thankful. So that window was always open. And so, you know, there'd be astrology books in the coffee table. And I remember when as a young child listening to her, talking to her astrologer or what have you. So it was always acceptable, quote unquote. Right. So I think for me, that was, it sounds crazy when you think about it. Right. But it was an acceptable form of I'll just say it, magic or intuition or prophecy or oracle. And so um, I dab, I, I dabbled, you know, I was busy. I was getting my, you know, MBA and I was doing all the things with the corporate. Um, and then when, when intuition really just wouldn't stop, like it was shouting at me, like you will do something with this. It's so informative and it's, and it's scientific enough that clients who would maybe be a little bit hesitant if I were just channeling, which I also do, um, they, they, they have their, this, their birth time. It's their way that the geometry works. It's, it's, you know, they can go outside of me saying something and read it for themselves. So sure. I think it's much more acceptable and so much more welcoming. It's a, it's a great invitation. We start every single client with their own stars. Wow. So you do a full reading there. We do a full reading there. And then we do readings for teams and businesses and other leaders and what have you. We do it for families. If it, if that's part of the container that somebody's in, it's wildly informative. And then I, yes, I channel. So I walk into your soul the minute you're born and I see all the things. And I also do things with past lives and we do lots of healing along that vein and ancestry too. What would you say, um, you know, obviously with, with not withholding, with withholding, um, you know, specifics, what would you say was a situation that was just such an aha moment for you when you were working with a client in the, in reading? Oh, I have, this is a problem because every single day is like that. It literally bar none every single day. There's always something. What a, presented. that's awesome though. <laughs> it's so fun. Like when I said I was the luckiest human alive, like I mean it, right. I'm so blessed. Yeah. Um, so right now I can even just go like, even as of yesterday, I can um, talk about, we're doing 2022 strategy because you know, we're, we're heading into that new year and I'm doing the forecast and what have you. And so the forecast is general for the world. You individually will have impact too. And so as we're going through and doing that, you know, I have a client who, love dearly. And I've been, I've been opening her up with her business model and she's been leaning in and she's just gotten this huge win. She, she just sold like, you know, six figures last week and she's, you know, thrilled. And she's been really coming into her own command of, of her expertise. 
and she's a publisher. So, you know, it's a, it's a different, it's a different model, but we, I, I was able to eke out another little nugget for her that I've been trying to get her to adopt. And she said, you know, I could see her saying yes, you know, she doesn't have to say yes to me, but I could see her, you know, her brain started really, you know, wiring up and I can just see, she's brilliant. So I can just see her kind of putting all the pieces together. She's in a mastermind that I had just a few hours ago. And she, she kind of gave me that smirk, like, so she's starting to do it because in the mastermind, we're going to be doing the same exercise with the strategy. And so she's like, I'm on it. And that's just a huge win for me, right? Because who cares? Yeah. I say to my clients all the time, who cares that I know or what I think? It matters that you know and what you think. And then the action that comes from that. Absolutely. How fascinating. Gosh, it just makes me, now I'm just like, oh, maybe I need to, <laughs> maybe I need a reading. Uh- <laughs> Every single person I interview says the same thing, White Dove. <laughs> well, you you are clearly in your gift. I mean, because it just, it's not that the concept or the idea of this is new to me. It's not new to me. But at the same time, you bring such a an amazing awareness to it that feels easy. Oh, good. People say that to me. People say that even if I'm delivering something of huge import, I will simplify it. The other thing, I will lighten it. So that it's, mm. because if it's not invitational, then, then it's not going to, it's not going to matter because the person's not going to be able to adopt it. Mm-hmm. Going back to the entrepreneurial journey for you, where do you see yourself going with your journey in and of itself? What are, what are your big thoughts and ideas? Oh, we have so many. We're doing all these things. So, so talking about those pillars of intuition, we have a quiz that I'm going to talk about at the, at the close of this that helps people identify through, through avatar types, through intuitive types, so that you can, you know, personify that. But basically we, 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 that's the first entree point because we're looking to help people get into their knowing and really mm-hmm. drive themselves from their own inner compass, as well as, you know, explode in the world for impact, right? So mm-hmm. we have this beautiful impact assessment entire um, trajectory that we're putting, we're going to put technology behind it. It's going to be a platform. It's going to be oh amazing. I can't wait. What kind of era do you think we're moving into? Oh, what do you see? Totally. Okay. Grassroots, we're moving into, we talked about this a little bit, like the dissolving of institutions. There's mm-hmm. going to be much more of equity. There's going to be much more harmony. There's going to be um, just acceptance and inclusion. There's going to be, we're going to be operating from our intuitive space. People are, intuition is just not going to stop raising its voice, if you will. Right. Um, Rightfully so. Wonderful, right? Wonderful. There's there's another part of that impact design that we have that we're really looking at the gorgeous gifts of the feminine merging beautifully with the traditional masculine ones. So I am not of the bent of let's you know stifle the masculine to bring up the feminine. I'm like no no no. Let's lean into those beautiful gorgeous strengths and let's yes. you know wrap the feminine around it because it's the it's the merging of that. Oh, I could, I could go off on a total tangent on that all day long, because I have, I have a lot of people that for years have considered that I'm must be feminist or something. Cause I, and it's come from some masculine angles as well. Uh, just out of, um, out of lack of knowing more than anything, but I don't interview men on the podcast. I, it's just a place that I wanted to create a space. I wanted to create a couple of years ago, um, because I wanted these stories to be told, but I've often said, I've been a part of board member board, uh, groups, 
um, nonprofits, startup communities where I've been literally one of the, if not the, one of the only women there. And, and there have been those that I had to walk away from as well, because they, I was only there to, for it to look inclusive. They just didn't want, they didn't really want to hear what I had to say or embrace it. They were kind. I'm not saying they're unkind people, but at the same time, it wasn't the time. And I just thought, okay, I can either fight this battle or I can step away and put my energy where it needs to be and where it ought to be at the moment and let that circle back around some other time. But I have said many, many, many times the amount of change that we could bring about this world if we would embrace the the co-pairing of the masculine and the feminine and respect both pieces of it and the importance that it plays across the board as a balancing act, we would change the world. We could that's what that's what we're doing as a matter of fact so we're doing it in our high-end mastermind now and we're going to be rolling this out so it has much more availability and it is it's it's a combination of the, like i said the beautiful feminine gifts with the masculine um energy because think about this but i'll just do the first one there's, there's pillar pairs to them the, the first one of intuition plus your mind you don't want to you don't want to give your mind like like okay mindset is beautiful but it only takes you so far so really getting to that intuition and getting that intuition to start to speak so you need to lean into your intuition a lot to be able to give it the space that it needs just what you were talking about white dove with the feminine right with the females only podcasts that you have your intuition right. needs to be brought up but then you want to combine it with your mind because that equals brilliance so I always tell people, if you're sitting there going hum dee dum dee dum in meditation, that's mildly interesting if you're receiving messages. It's really what is your participation in the world? What is the expression out there in the world for them? So their mind is very logical. It's very linear. It's very masculine. It's very much about production. Intuition is very feminine. It's very faith-based. It's very unknown. It's very, right now it's whispery probably in your life. Mm-hmm. Let that come combine it and it's, you'll be brilliant. And we, we, we have both those energies, Yes, you know, inherently I can even, I can even, I know when I'm defaulting to my masculine versus my feminine energy. Absolutely. And if I'm pushing myself forward, like driving myself forward and, and not giving myself a moment to breathe or to process or to think, or to just sit with for a moment, then I realize I'm pushing from a masculine energy. Not that that's bad. There's a place and time for me to do that. It's, and that's something that I have to learn to step into properly as well. And just say, okay, here, this is right. I've spent the time with it. I have listened deeply to myself. I have grown in this aspect. This is right to move forward with, then I can bring my masculine energy in and just say, okay, now we go. Now we go. That's the perfect process for me. Cause then I'm like, do. Absolutely. And people don't realize this strategy is a very yin. It's a very feminine energy mm-hmm. because it, when I was a business strategist, very traditional, I'd walk into the room and I, we, we had very successful business because it was very difficult for people to do strategy on their own because they couldn't get to that breath and space that they needed. There's a stillness to it. There's a, there's a wonderment to it. There's a, there's a, let's throw everything in. And there's an imagination, imagining dreaming part of it. Right. That, that people don't realize. So yes, that's wonderful. But if you're just in that dream space and Oh, I wonder that doesn't doesn't materialize. Right. So exactly with that masculine production is really important. And we all can embrace, I mean, we have that, the capacity to do that, but we have to be aware. 
Right. We have to, we have to know that's what we're doing, but we can source that ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. How does the entrepreneurial journey changed you? Oh, it's made me a better parent. It's made me a better person. It's made me talk about self-awareness, white dove. Like, oh, for sure. Right? Like, like we can think about anybody who's also a parent and an entrepreneur. You know, parenting brings you to the knees daily in the beginning, especially. Right? <laughs> but entrepreneurship does the same. It offers the same, right? So you will learn. I mean, for me, I have learned so much about myself, the skills and the strengths and the talents. But then those parts that you're like, ooh, not awesome at that. Ooh, and that's definitely a fail point. And oh, better get some help over here. For sure. Tell me about the quiz that you're going to share. We'll, we'll put a hyperlink into the show notes as well, but share where that's at and give us a little rundown of what that is. Absolutely. So the URL is knowyourlifequiz.com because that's really what it's all about. And it's, it's about what your intuitive type is. And so people can say, well, I want to distance myself from that a little bit because maybe I don't believe in intuition. I will say, I will invite you not to do that. I will invite you to come because this is about you having more awareness about, about yourself. It's 12 questions. We go and we talk about like, what do you do on a, prefer to do on a Saturday night? You know, what would you do if you had you know a million dollars for your business or something? So it, it's just, you know, an array of questions that you're going to answer. And at the end, you'll get your type. Your type really speaks to the formula of how you know, like, and trust yourself, but that's yawnable. No, we are much more entertaining than that. We will, you know, invite you to recognize how you're a creative superstar or how you're a wise strategist or how you're a ruling warrior. And then with that avatar, if you will, for lack of a better word, you can, we just did it in the mastermind a few minutes ago. Like you can then have conversations about awareness in an objective way of like, Ooh, I really know myself. Well, I'm not so much in the trust factor though. Let me lean into that. And let me, let me shore that. Uh, Well, that would be well worth the time spent to get to know what that piece is and who doesn't want to know themselves better, right? If we're honest, if we're, we're truly honest, and I believe my listeners are, who doesn't want to know who they are? You know, who, who doesn't want to better themselves that they can better the impact and change, make a change and difference in there's clients' lives or the world around them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we also do other things like we just did things around holiday tips and how to be handle that, you know, kind of family fighting maybe, or that little like cold shoulder that you get from that in-law or whatever. And we also do things by type for direct sales and for leadership and marketing or whatever. It's wildly informative. Absolutely. Well, we will hyperlink that definitely in the show notes. Guys, don't forget to grab that. Do it. Um, But before we close, I want to know how can the audience connect directly to you past the quiz period or past the quiz point? How can they reach out? Absolutely. So my website is kimwoods.com. And my handle on Insta and on Facebook is kimwoods channel. Yes, there is a, you know, hidden oracleness in that too, right? Um, and then on LinkedIn, it's Kim E. Woods. I had to put my middle initial there because the, the numbers at the end were going to be too much on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Kim, I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your gifts with us today. This is, it, it always, always uh, is such a brilliant moment to be able to connect with amazing women entrepreneurs such as yourself to learn more, even in this space and time that we've had today about who I am, but also about the people that are in kind of my broader world that get brought, you know, brought in connection somehow. So thank you for taking the time to Thanks be so with much me today. For having me. This is wonderful, Light of. Guys, make sure you listen to this episode again. There's so much wisdom inside of this and so much opportunity for you to to learn more about you just in listening to this podcast episode. But 
I encourage you to reach out, get that quiz, get to know more about yourself, but connect with Kim, see what she can do with you, for you, and show you. And as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions, and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21-day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.